0: Welcome back to the Living in First Alignment podcast. Today, I'm really excited because I've invited a friend of mine who is a 3-5 emotional projector onto the channel. Her name is Michelle Smith, and she is also a human design coach. So I just invited her on because I'd love for her to share her story. And she only has her emotional center, root, and spleen defined. And then I have my G and sacral defined. So we're going to be marveling about Our connection chart and just talking about like our own experiences of having defined versus undefined and open centers. So it's going to be a really awesome conversation today. So Michelle, welcome to the channel. I'm so excited to have you here. And I would love if you can share a little bit more about yourself, what you do, who you work with, and then we're just going to take the conversation from there.
1: Yeah, of course. So thank you so much for having me. And I as a human design guide, coach, mentor, whatever, whatever you want to label me as, I just really love helping individuals and online business owners really stand in their power by understanding who they are through their human design. It's a system, a language that I really started my own inner work, my spiritual journey with. Uh, I feel like it's just so easy To understand for those like logical-minded people out there, so I like to think of it as like the skeptics. Like I was very skeptical pre Human Design, and I think that that's why like astrology never really, even though there's so much science to astrology, I didn't resonate with my sun sign like at all, and I didn't know that there was so much more. So I immediately wrote that off. Human Design, there was just something that really it made so much sense to me at a deep level. It was like someone kind of pulled the veil out and saw me for who I was. And I was like, whoa, this is scary accurate. Um, So yeah, now I just love helping people understand it in a really simple way and embody it because that's where the magic really happens.
0: So good. And I forgot to mention just so the listeners know that Michelle also has an open throat. So there's (laughs) been a couple of people on my channel that this is a rare center to have defined. So I'm excited or to have undefined. I'm excited because... the open throat is like so good at storytelling. So I just know that as Michelle shares her story, this is so biased of me to say this, (laughs) but as she shares her story and we dive into things, it's just going to be so, it's going to be so rich and full of wisdom. So I love that. I think one of my favorite things, honestly, is when I meet a projector that's in alignment, because you're meant to guide people and you just see, and you literally project so deeply into people and into things. Like it's, it's so good for leadership you know what I mean? So I just love that so much. So what got you into how did you initially discover human design? And then what inspired you to start your business?
1: Yeah, Yeah. no, that's a great question. So before human design, I actually had a health and fitness business. So I like to call it like pre woke Michelle, she was (laughs) very not spiritual at all. Um, I am pretty sure like my 25 year old self would be making fun of who I am today really badly, but back home. So I moved from, um, Wisconsin to Florida when I was 27. So in 2019, that was like the catalyst for me starting my business because I was a yoga teacher. So I taught yoga and I taught fitness. And I know it's funny to be like, oh, she was a yoga teacher, but she wasn't woo. Uh, yeah. It, I was like the least spiritual yoga teacher ever. Even my, my teacher was could tell. She's like, I feel such resistance with you. And at the time I was just like, I don't know why. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> and I, I was not fine. Anyway, a lot of my students wanted to keep working with me So because I moved, I decided to venture into this online space so that I could continue doing virtual classes. And this was like pre-pandemic. So uh, going virtual wasn't like a thing we were all kind of used to yet. So it was like taking a little bit of a learning curve. And I was becoming remote at my full-time job, which I still have today. So I like have a very very uh, nine to five office office job that has nothing to do with human design. I went online, I started my business because I wanted to help my yogis back home, still get their flows in, still get their workout on. And then I decided I'm going to start an online personal training business. And through, I think everyone who starts a business, you eventually will hit the self-development realm, right? You start like hearing about all of this mindset stuff, and just like you begin to explore. And that's when I came across the Enneagram. And I've always kind of been in a personality test and things like that. So I was, I I learned, I was looking at my Enneagram. And then in December of 2019, I had heard about human design. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is I was obsessed. Like I went down the rabbit hole big time. I was like looking up. Everyone I know is charts. Like I was reading everything that I could. I bought like the definitive book of human design. Like I was just in it, but I didn't talk about it like at all. So that was like the first part of my my experience was so much education. I spent so all of 2020 really learning about human design, but I wasn't embodying it. It felt too scary. It felt too hard. So for me as a projector, it was pretty much telling me all this hard work that you've been doing your entire life. And uh, from an astrology point, I'm an Aries sun and a Capricorn moon. So like work is my life. So I've always been like that girl boss hustle, working three jobs, all going full-time in college. Like that's always been me. Like always my husband still to this day will be like, can you just relax? You never just relax. I'm like, I know I'm working on it. Being a projector was kind of like losing my identity. It was ultimately saying every, the whole entire way you've lived your life for the last 27 years is wrong and you need to do it differently. And that's a hard pill to swallow. And I was not ready to dismantle my belief that everything that I was doing was wrong. So I was like, no, I'm what I'm doing is fine. I'm going to keep doing it. And then eventually, October, 2020, I was in my business then for almost, it was my year mark actually for health and fitness in my business. I hadn't really seen too much progress. I think I didn't make more than like $400 a month at the time. Uh, we were buying a home. I was so stressed out. There was just, I was working a lot at my full-time job and I was just, you know, like, fuck it. Let's, let's do this. Like, let's just see if this projector thing is right. I'm going to just focus on me. I'm going to work less, which at that time was probably working like 40 hours a week instead of 60. Uh, And I'm just going to focus on the home, moving my family and working my full-time job. And I'll work on the business when I, when I can, but I'm not going to stress out about it. And October, 2020 was the first Time ever in my business, I made a thousand dollars and it was like taking it took my breath away because I felt like I was not working and showing up, but it's it was like whoa. So then I put it into practice. I said, All right, I'm gonna work even less in November. Money stayed consistent, I'm gonna work even less in December. Just focus on my new home, unpacking, and again, my money it, it stayed consistent. And that's when I started to really wake up to the idea that the more that I'm embodying this type, my energy type as a projector, the more I'm starting to actually see progress in my business when I felt like I had been struggling for a year. Uh, And that's when I said, I need to help other people do this. Like there's so many people out there who are hustling and struggling and trying to Run their business and grow it in a way that just doesn't align with them, because that's exactly what I was doing and it's it's almost just like here's here's the magic path like let's go this way, let's go left instead of right and just watch you watch you prosper and then january twenty twenty one I decided, boom, I'm gonna go all in on human design and help people and it now we're
0: here today. I'm so loving this story so much. (laughs) And I just, I really love that. So just so the listeners know, like, let's say you're newer to human design, but if you've been listening to my channel for a while, then I've been talking about it for quite a few months at this point. And what I really notice is that, so 65 to 70% of the population have their sacral defined, which means the rest of the population are manifestors, projectors, and reflectors. They don't have their sacral defined. So their purpose is really to be you know guiding others and really showing direction to the sacral beings but the thing is because that energy is so prevalent in the collective these non-sacral beings having that center undefined or open they pick up that energy and this is why like michelle was sharing like i worked three jobs i was doing this like it was just non-stop like you were like stuck And this overdrive. And then it doesn't help when you look at the corporate world or just society when it's like, you know, more is better, like, work really hard and earn your money and all of this. And it's like, I really see how and you you're such a prime example of this when you backed off and you're like, I'm gonna actually embody my energy, that your reality started to shift. And you started to like work less, make more and actually just enjoy your life, you know. So I think that the trust factor, I love that you shared so openly how it was like you, you were like resisting it. You know what I mean? Like there's this fear, there's there's this like identity crisis. And I know that you have an undefined G center as well. So that obviously plays into it. But like. That is so important too, like let's say anyone listening to this in human design, you're like, "What is this? I'm still learning?" It totally is one thing to go and like learn the information. But when you actually start to apply it to your life and you start to question your old narratives and you start to break those things down and you start to show up differently, like it it is like you're shedding your skin, you know, like you're totally starting a new chapter. So I really love how you shared your story. That was so cool.
1: Oh, thank you. And I love that analogy of shedding the skin because that's that's really how it is. And I hear this all the time from my projector clients that I work with when I tell, like, usually the first thing I tell them is, all right, work less. You have a defined heart. All right, you're going to take the weekends off. Like, you're done. Like, don't work on the weekends anymore. And it's so easy, right? You hear that and you're like, oh, piece of cake. Except it's so not a piece of cake, especially as a business owner, right? it is one thing to like log off of work from a a corporate job that you might despise and then be like, all right, I'm fine. But that's that's totally different than the entrepreneur who is so passionate about their business and wanting to grow it and like help more people. And so many, all of them come back and they're like, I didn't realize working less would be so hard. And it's not even just, right? Like, it's not even just the act of working less because that's step one. Like step one is- all right, I'm not working past five. Step two is not feeling guilty about it, not shaming yourself for not doing it, not sitting on the couch in front of your TV watching Netflix, but you're really sitting and thinking about work and your clients. And you're thinking about, oh, I need to do this on Monday when I work again. And I need to do that. And I need to do this. Like that's still creating that response in your nervous system, even if you're not physically working and you're not truly resting so it it and it takes practice. Like I'm literally have spent all of 2021 and I I'm still still working through it, right? I think Ra said that projectors, reflectors and manifestors, so non-sacral beings take the longest to decondition compared to sacral beings. So I'm still working through this very cyclical energy I have and Any other non-sacral being can maybe relate to this, but in my business, I will have a, and of course, I didn't recognize this until like Q4 of 2021. But I would have a really good month in my business, and then the next month, I would get this drive where I felt like I need to, I need to match that, so I need to work really hard. So then I start like showing up a lot and being overworking myself. And then it ends up being kind of like a low month. And then I get pissed. And then I'm going into the next month, like, fuck this. I'm just going to relax. And then it's a good month again. And then I do the cycle again. And it wasn't until the end of last year where I'm like, Michelle, wake up. Like when you chillax, that's when you have the good months. So keep chillaxing and you'll keep having good months. And again, it happened again. January was a good month for me. And then I caught myself last week and this week being like, All right, I got all this stuff I got to do. And the other night, I said, No, you know, just relax, just go, come back. And that's, I think, what the healing process is is like you bounce back. It's not that I'm perfect, like, I'm never not getting caught up in that sacral conditioning. I still do, especially because I married a generator. But I can bounce back, like, I can ground myself. I know what I need to do, and I can see the signs a little faster, and I can catch myself. And then, boom, like a payment came in that afternoon and that was my reminder from the universe of slow down like when you slow down that's when you show up the best like you don't have to do it like everyone else is doing it
0: yes I'm so excited to be talking about this just the slowing down and the self-awareness I think that's the biggest piece that human design has ever brought me is the level of self-awareness that I have. And even you and I have been diving into the gene keys with Randy and Lucy and Gifts of Gaia, and we're going to talk more about that later. But getting into contemplating the gene keys and the gates and just contemplating human design rather than it just being the system that you do and looking at how these energetic patterns show up in life, and then really embracing them is just it's such a game changer. Like it's so much deeper than, you know, when I first started getting into personal development or coaching, it was like, all right, what are your self-limiting beliefs? Like, let's reframe these and affirmations. And I used to do that like all the time, and I was like, "Why is it this working? <laughs> like, it's not resonating. <laughs> what is going on?" So, I it's it's really cool to just hear you be so transparent about what you've done and the experiments and the restraint that you've experienced, right, with your business and just like balancing, you know, your work and business as well. And like, I know that world really well as well. So, that's so I cool. Love it.
1: I love that you use the word restraint because talk since you, since you brought up gene keys my purpose is the 52nd gene key and the gift is restraint. Yeah, that is so. my
0: culture. That's
1: why that's why <laughs> I love it. And yeah, it's that is something I always come back to when I catch myself being in that overworking cuz that's that's I almost think of the workaholic as my baseline that's my go-to that's where i feel comfortable overworking myself doing i'm very masculine and it's easy for me to do things right but the being showing that restraint trusting leaning back that's what feels uncomfortable and is more difficult for me so, restraint has been such a powerful gift, and especially because the city then is stillness. So, I'm like, ugh, I am meant, my purpose is literally to be still. <laughs> and then, when I catch myself trying to be so la, la 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 la, I immediately remember, ugh, I'm not living my purpose. I'm not, I'm not being still like I'm supposed to so I just I love that you use restraint because I mean I'm not uh an expert in the gene case but like my the my activation sequence has been just so transformational for me totally. like just contemplating on that and that's what I love too with like using these with human design and uh it's I think it's just the Gene case is such a beautiful compliment to that because I feel like so many people can get stuck in the binary of human design where it's like, this is the way I am. So this is the way I need to be like the amount of bitter projectors I get in my world that are like, I hate being a projector. It sucks. I just have to sit around. I have no energy to do anything. And it's just, I'm like, oh my gosh, no, <laughs> like don't box yourself in like human design is not meant to limit you. And I felt that way too. When I first looked up my chart and I wasn't a manny gen, I was legitimately pissed off because I was like, what? I'm supposed to sit around. And then even when I found out my my gene keys, my life's work is the 17th. I, I think we talked about this before. I can't say this word right, so I'm sure I'm gonna imp- like mispronounce it. But the city is like omniscience and i'm like what is this stupid word i was like i don't even know what it means like i can't even say it and but like the more that i started to do the work around it it's it's like this all knowing so it's just like i really get to be that vessel for the universe to like see and know everything and that's not like a arrogance of i know everything it's just a within me the universe source uses me to drop their their eye. It's almost like they drop their their vision into me. And then I have those moments where I'm like, wow, I just can really see this big picture. And that's what the gift of far-sightedness. But it's not uncommon, I feel, to not like your design. And but those are the things that I always push my clients to dig into deeper. Like the fact that resting as a projector was the number one thing I hated was my red flag. That that was where I needed to do the most work. The parts of my design I resonate with, I don't need to do work there because I already resonate with it. I'm probably already showing up because we are in alignment in parts of our design already naturally, but it's the parts that feel uncomfortable that you don't align with that you you need to dig into and focus on and work on. But we have that in resistance, right? Because we don't want to because it's uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> yeah oh my gosh, yes. I love that you have 52 as your purpose, because it's my culture. And the shadow, I know in the culture sphere, the shadow of your culture sphere is what blocks prosperity. And so the shadow of 52 is stress. So for me, this is how you contemplate the gene keys. Okay, just so listeners get this. I'm like, okay, that's in my culture sphere. This is what that sphere is about. The shadow blocks prosperity, because it's part of the pearl sequence, which is about prosperity. So when I'm feeling stressed, I'm like, whoa, like, I, I like stop. And then I look at him like, okay, if I'm stressed, usually what happens is I start taking a lot of action. And it's funny, because 52 is in the root center. And that root center is the, the pressure to like, get shit done, like deadlines, personal evolution. So you can see how the gene keys and human design, they, they play on each other, right? Mm-hmm.
1: So here I am,
0: I'm like, Kayla, you're stressed, you're pushing to do things. And so that's when I really I look at, okay, how can I how can I restrain myself, you know, like, but it's not like a restraint in in a, in a, you know, restrictive way. It is restraint from what and I read this in the Jean Keys book, and I thought it was so beautiful. It ties into like naturalness. Like when we if you look at like nature restrains itself in the seasons to allow the way that it's meant to bloom in those seasons, Like anything that's natural, there's a level of restraint there in order to give the space and the time for that thing to evolve. Right. But Mm -hmm. then through that, you really access the city of stillness. Because when you're restraining yourself and you're, you know, you're not moving and you're allowing yourself to like be in that stress, like you're going to come to a point of stillness. So I really, this has been, I've noticed this key is like really huge for me and it's unconsciously defined for me in my in my gene keys. So I don't know if yours is consciously defined, I'd have to take a peek at your chart. But I think that, I
1: both.
0: yeah, it's like, it's such a game changer when you look at those things. And really, that's the biggest thing that Randy taught me is that when it comes to the gene keys, you don't do the gene keys. It's not <laughs> Like she has said so, that so many times, but it's like you don't do the gene keys, Kayla. Like contemplate them, and it's really about embracing the shadows, right? And it's funny that you talk about how a lot of the projectors that you've connected with are literally bitter about being a projector, because first of all, there it's like the bitterness is like probably just that they have been stuck showing up as a generator or mani gen for so long, and then they're experiencing that like frustration of like being stuck in overdrive and they weren't meant to be that way and then it's like it wasn't working. So what's the point? And now what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like that's exactly what's happening. Right. So yep. I think it's but we need that. Like if the entire plant, the well really people who are lacking the self-awareness and don't know about human design, majority of the population, more than the 60-70% is showing up as a sacral being because they're conditioned that way. That's why people are miserable. Yep.
1: No, oh, I agree 100%. And I mean, I was that same boat. I mean, if I were to talk to myself when I first looked up my chart and I was going to say, Michelle, you're going to work one hour in your business a day, max, just have fun and do your own thing. Keep reading, researching, taking courses, focus on your clients, focus on that. And then everything will work. I would have probably just been like, yeah, right. Yeah, Right. I need to be, I need to be doing all this. I need to be doing all that. I need to be doing all this. And it's, it's just so hard. Yeah. Cause like now, not only are you feeling the collective energy from the sacral beings, but your parents are telling you, cause that's society's expectations. And I mean, I grew up with a single father and he's a manny general So shocker that like, I was heavily pushed towards working and like making things. And he's an entrepreneur as well. Like he is self-employed. So it's like that hustle mentality was just very ingrained within him. Uh, And I love, I loved your interpretation of restraint. And this is what's so cool too about the Gene Keys and what I love about, this one thing I love about the Gene Keys too. I feel like in the human design space, one thing that I've started to notice is that there can be a lot of you're wrong. Like the way people interpret certain human design information, like there are people who feel like they're like, you're wrong, but like, no one's going to tell you the way that you interpret the gene keys is wrong. Cause it's just so contemplative. So that's like one thing that I love is that I feel like there's not that, um, elitist mentality around the gene keys. It's even Richard Rudd, just the way that he talks about it is just so amazing. But I, when I think about the restraint, for me, when I was reflecting on this, I thought about it as like the pause before I do anything. Um, So that's where I'm showing that restraint, right? Like when my husband has a snarky comment and instead of immediately saying something snarky back or immediately shutting down, like I usually would, I just take that moment to be like, why is he saying this? Like just pause before i react and then i do with everything like when my dog <laughs> chews up something and instead of just like immediately just being irritated right i just take that second to take a breath and i'm like <sighs> and even if i still yell and get irritated i know i'm showing that restraint right because i'm still <sighs> just pausing for that second to kind of analyze the situation and it has helped a lot um yeah. And I don't, I haven't got to the pro sequence yet, but I'm looking at my gene keys and my culture is 64. <laughs> so the shadow is confusion. And that just made me laugh.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. So the shadow is confusion. What is the, I've talked about this one before with a friend of mine, but I don't, I don't have it memorized. What is the gift and city?
1: The gift is imagination and the city is illumination.
0: Mm, so good. This is
1: my pearl is a line one. So it's simplicity. So I know like, it's clear here, right. For me to have prosperity, my life needs to be simple and not confusing.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I bring oh a lot of gosh. confusion. <laughs> yes. So my, a friend of mine, I know that she has a 64 and I can't remember if it's her core wound or if it's her culture, But she was sharing, you know, she's an entrepreneur, she's a manager and she's like, yeah, like I totally can see how when I'm confused and I'm trying to figure things out and there's too much going on, you know, when you, it's like when you accept that confusion and you see it as like little pieces of information, little pieces of possibility, then that's how you access the gift of, of imagination. Right. Mm -hmm. And then from imagination, you evolve into like, you kind of burst into this idea of like illumination. Right. Yeah, and like confusion doesn't have to be a bad thing. Actually, just in general, confusion, people think it's a bad thing. They shame it. They think, oh my God, there's something wrong with me. I don't get it. But if you actually consider when you're confused, what that means is that you're processing the information differently and in a way that you've never done before. So you're learning something new. So if we're never confused, then we're never, we're essentially not learning because we understand everything. And if we understand everything, it means we've already learned it.
1: I love that. That's a good perspective on
0: confusion (laughs) I know right because I feel like in the past and I'd be confused I'd be like oh my god like I'm so I'm so dumb like I'm not getting it there's something wrong with me but now it's like oh I'm learning something new and it just like takes the pressure off you know totally totally
1: that's awesome
0: okay I want to dive into there, there I have a next question I want to ask you but we're going to dive into the centers a little bit so okay Michelle and I I did a connection chart with her because like I said she has her emotional center root center, and spleen defined, and then I only have my G center and my circle defined. Our heart is left undefined. Our throat is completely open. And then what I think is so interesting is that our head and ajna, so between those two centers, there's nine gates. We have six of them defined together, but neither of the centers are actually fully defined. So there's a lot of activation out there, which I think is really interesting. But what I want to dive into first, Michelle, is asking you about the Open Throat Center, because this has been something I've literally been contemplating. And I shared this with a friend of mine who is a 2-4 projector. She has mm. a defined throat. And I was like, I feel like having an open throat is kind of like projector vibes because it's when you have that center defined, it is like a manifestation center and it is like this consistent tone in how you speak and share and like manifest your inner world into your outer world. When it's open, it's kind of like, I feel like I need to be invited to share my wisdom. And when it's not seen, I literally feel invisible. And and so I also noticed that it feels best when let's say if I'm sharing or speaking to like a collective or like a community and then feeling seen and heard. My projector friend was saying how she was like, what I noticed around, you know, the invitation side, like as a projector, having that that area defined is like I would rather feel the recognition and success from like a one-on-one experience more than the community experience. And I was like, interesting, right? So this was more that was her experience with a defined throat as a projector. So I want to know what your experience is as a projector with an open throat compared to like some of the things that I just shared.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um so through my my experience, and I think that the profile has a little bit to play into that as well. Like I can see her four line being like the focus of one-on-one is like enhanced. But for me as someone with um an open throat as a projector and a three-five. So I can definitely feel my how do i describe it almost as if i don't have my own voice which i know sounds kind of disempowering but i actually think that it's the most empowering because i am able to really communicate to people to the point where they feel seen and i know it's because i'm using their words for them i always i always tell people i have Cause everyone's blown away when they hear I'm an open throat. They're like, what? Like you speak so well. I feel so seen with you. Like I love the words you choose to use when we're talking. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm literally using your energy. Like I'm taking in your throat energy and communicating back to you so you can feel seen. So you can feel heard. And the and the way that I'm communicating is is very tailored to you as an individual. However, I think my five line is very comfortable like communicating to a collective. So I I enjoy, I do, I enjoy both. Um, I think that I can see the open throat very well in my intensives because I will get like these pulls to just use a very specific example. And almost every client is like, I used to have an Etsy business or I used to be a gardener or like I got divorced. And I'll even say, I have never used this example before, but blah, blah, blah. I remember specifically it was a divorce one and I didn't even want to say it because I feel like that's just not a high vibe conversation, but she was like, no, i I was divorced in my, in my twenties. And I was just like, oh my God, that's why I needed to use this, this example. So I, I think that that's what's so powerful. I I know that hearing and reading as you're learning about open centers can feel so disempowering. And when I found out I opened throat, I was very like, "Wow, I can't manifest anything by myself. I'm pretty much not meant to talk to anyone. I'm already not really meant to talk to anyone as a projector, right? Like I'm supposed to always be waiting for these invitations." But and I mean I have a I have a decent amount of Ajna energy, so my brain, <laughs> there's like work going on in there that isn't being spoken. But I really, I really have found that I think the open throat makes us such powerful, powerful speakers because we are able to tap into that energy of the people around us and that's what I feel like I really really have am able to do and I also have the only gate center I have defined or the only gate I have defined in the G center is gate 13 which is the gate of the listener so as a projector that's something I really worked on in 2021 was honoring my perspective, because as projector, right, the way I see a situation that someone's describing is going to be different than the way other people see it. Waiting for them to ask for my advice right before I just give it to them. And also just waiting from the sake of my my throat, because I know my energy is really designed to listen from gate 13 and and to wait for that moment when I can really then tap into the wisdom of my open throat to communicate. And what's also funny is that I can really feel the not self of my open throat. And that usually shows up on social media. And I can feel myself being so needy for attention where I'm like, constantly posting. I'm like literally looking through my messages. I texted everyone. I'm on boxer. I messaged everyone. I'm on Slack. I message all my clients and I'm like, just randomly messaging people. And I'm always like, Michelle, your open throat is like, you are showing up in the nuts. So if you're so needy for attention right now, <laughs> it's bad. Oh my
0: God. I can relate to that <laughs> so much. I love what you're sharing about the open throat. And this is what I love about human design. Like we said this earlier, but the thing is, there's no right or wrong way to interpret your human design or contemplate the gene keys. Like your experience of an open throat is is similar and it's different in the way that I experience my own open throat. And it's gonna depend on the environment you're in, the people that you're with, like your conditioning in your life. Like it's never gonna be this black and white thing when it comes to human design embodiment, right? And so I one of the things I really loved is that this I really notice this with the open throat is like you will speak the truth that's in the room for the voiceless mm. the ones who like you you like it's like you can you can hear and you know and you have the gate of listening right of like mm-hmm. and I have it too actually so I totally get this it, of this like okay that this there's things that are not being said and you like say you like speak for the people you know and you were talking about this indirectly of like literally reflecting to other people like what they're dealing with what they're going through using their language and that's why they feel so seen because you're literally recreating them like as they are you know and I love the other thing that you shared too with oh my god my undefined head literally just like dropped the idea out of my brain what was I (laughs) gonna say I was I was gonna say Uh, Oh, when you're talking about the not self theme of the open throat, I noticed this too. Mm -hmm. This is why I've literally set the boundaries with myself where I like multiple times a week, I will delete the Instagram app from my phone when I feel that I'm over consuming. Or when I have this like urge to post or go on my stories, and I'm just like, Oh, my God. And you know what I did recently that was such a game changer is I created a close friends list. On my Instagram stories, where I have people on there that I know will communicate with me and that actually engage with me in my content. And I share more of the behind the scenes with like a community rather than just like projecting myself all over my stories and whatnot because I'm like, I want to have energetic boundaries. You know what I mean? Like I want to feel seen and heard, but it's not from this egoic perspective. It's like wanting to know and make sure that I'm making an impact. Like that's I think that's the thing with the open throat, is it's like such a reflection. And when you're not Hearing back from your environment, you're like, is what I'm saying even landing? Like, is this making is this making a difference? Like, what is going on? You know what I mean? And I'm curious to know, I definitely notice having a completely open throat. If someone, so you talked about the not self-theme of the open throat, like with yourself, but do you notice, and this happens for me, somebody who has a defined throat. And if they are withholding communication or they're out of alignment, I find it very difficult to try and have a conversation with them because I'm literally mirroring their like congestion of like lack of communication. And it, and it puts me in frustration like right away. So I'm curious if you go like into bitterness and you're like, you see that or you feel the same things that I'm sharing with you.
1: Oh my gosh. No, a hundred percent. I can definitely feel when someone is, is not really saying what they want to say. And I, I, it, I don't really fall into the bitterness. I guess my, I think it's my airy son and my cat moon kind of take, they kind of are like, all right, I'm going to just start saying it for you. So now I'm here saying those things that you don't want to say, or I'm, I'm going to say the things that might be hard to hear. And I always am like I don't I in my mind I'm like I don't want to say this mean or sometimes too I feel like I can connect with like this is is getting like very woo but I can feel like I can connect with their spirit guides at times and I almost have like a conversation like I'll think something and I can hear like someone talking to me and I'm like should I say this like should I say what they're like? And it's not always nice, right? It's not always nice. It's, 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 it can be a little harsh. And I call it like my hard truth, Michelle moments where I'm just like, all right, I need to just like, tell you how it is right now. And so no, I can, I totally can relate. And sometimes it's, it's not fun. But I think that most of the time, the people that I'm having these conversations with, see me as that projector so they see me as someone who can help them so so the hard truth is taken a little better than if I just went to my husband and was like like came at him with something that I know is an issue with him but he didn't ask for it that's like a whole whole different game
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. It's so true. Like, like I said, giving a voice to the voiceless and just the voiceless can mean all sorts of things. It can mean somebody who's out of alignment, somebody who mm-hmm. is not willing to speak or you know what I mean? So that's the beauty. Like this is why. And I mean, obviously, I think a lot of human design focus is on the defined centers and gates. And it's like, Oh, cause this is the energy that you consistently have. And then you project that into the world, like whether you're a projector or any type, like this is what you give to the world. Mm -hmm. And then these undefined centers is like, you know, they say, oh, it's heavy for conditioning. And there's, there's some stigma around having a lot of undefined centers, but like, when you know how to leverage them, they're literally as Karen Curry Parker says, like they're God portals, you know, like you can just get this crazy wisdom, which is super powerful because it's where you can like receive wisdom, right? So when you talked about how you were like, oh, you know, this is kind of like, woo, but I feel like I can connect with spirit guides, like. I think that when we have undefined centers, and especially having an undefined or open throat is that because you can speak for the voiceless, when you can connect with your spirit guides or with the Akashic records or whatever it is, your higher self, you are able to have that, like as she literally says, God portal and just speak that wisdom and bring it to people. Because when they have when you have that energy defined, it's already within you, it's there, it's like turning, it's. You know, it's in your chakras, it's in your centers, like it's present, right? So considering your chart, like you have three centers defined, I have two. We don't have a lot of centers defined. And I know that one of the biggest things for quote deconditioning or just like draining that energy that we pick up, what are you what are some of the things that you do to really keep yourself like clear and just in your own energy, especially being a non sacral being? I feel really blessed because
1: one thing that Has really made a really big difference for me and my energy is being able to work remotely from home. So, as a non sacral being, I literally spend eight plus hours a day by myself. And I know that some people might not like that, but for me, as a projector with Gate 40, the Gate of Aloneness, like I love it. Like, I, I don't mind being by myself all day. I really feel like it's allowed me to actually figure out who I am because when I'm a, I'm so open. So when I'm around so many people, which pre-human design, pre-2019, I was probably around someone all, like most days, all day. Like there probably was minutes where I was alone, right? Like driving in the car or in the shower, like getting ready. But I mean, I've lived with my husband, boyfriend back in the day, like for seven, eight years now. So it's like, you're always around people. So sometimes like needing to be alone needs to be intentional. And I I tell this to a lot of my clients, like to make time for yourself, because that's when you can really find out who you are, especially when you have a lot of openness. So I would definitely say being alone has been a big factor. For me, some more like practical things is I always feel most myself when I'm in nature, especially like the beach. Uh, Just something about being outside is something that's very, very powerful. I think it's really, yeah, just being grounded on the earth and connecting with nature really allows me to get back to, to myself and disconnecting. No internet, no phone, just on the couch with my husband watching like trash TV. That is one of the simplest ways for me to ground and recenter because yes, I'm technically still in his energy, but on social media, online, like you're, my open crown and open Ajna just take in so much that it gets frantic and I, I get a little woozy and my undefined G-center also can get very like, Ooh when i'm on social media too much so any time i can just chuck my phone in my bedroom and i'm just in my house with the people i love that's my favorite
0: that's awesome i love that you gave such different examples of you know having that aloneness that alone time and going out in nature and you know spending quality time I think is so important and you know what's funny too is that it just goes to show even so my boyfriend is a projector he has his head and ajna defined and his root and spleen defined so he has a very mm-hmm. wide split mm-hmm. and so I have my g and sacral defined and so when him and I are together everything is defined except our open heart center and so it's interesting because The last two years, we've both been working from home and we're about to move to a new city and he's going to start a new job. And he's actually really excited because he's like, I don't want to just be at home all the time. Like I want to be with people and in the office. And I was like looking at him and I said, yeah, that's your that's your wide split. Like, yeah, you get energy for me, that like sacral and, you know, that yep. that G-center energy, but you having a wide split, it totally makes sense that you want to be in environments where you're going to pick that energy out from other people to complete that energetic circuit. So it's like, you literally can't, that's the biggest thing with human design too, is like, just because someone's a generator, there's so much more. Like when people say, oh yeah, human design, like I'm a generator, I'm like, what's your profile? What centers <laughs> do you have to yeah. find? what is your life's work and your gene keys? Like, what is your unconscious earth? Like, there's so much like, it just goes to show the power of your uniqueness. And when you go and you explore that, like you just figure out what literally works best for you. And it becomes this tool to really trust yourself, where I think a lot of leadership, like old paradigm leadership was like, this is what worked for me, go and implement this three step strategy. And it's going to work for you because I have evidence that it worked for me. And like, I'm sorry, but this is this is dying. This paradigm is dying. It's going away and we're moving into like a lot of radical self-acceptance and self-trust. So it's like, I'm so, I'm so excited.
1: No, I love that. And yeah, I agree. I think it's when you really do start to learn human design, saying your type is kind of like an astrology when you just say your sun sign. Like it means something, but it doesn't really mean that much about you as an individual. And I love that you brought up the wide split in your husband because like me, I'm single definition. So of course I don't mind being alone, right? I don't mind hanging out by myself because I complete my energy flows evenly within me. Whereas my husband is a triple split and he's also a Gemini. So I can see these different versions of him when we're out and it's so weird, but him and I have had some of the best conversations when we're at the beach or we're up to dinner or we're in a public place. And I know that that's because there's just more energy in that, in that, place for him to complete his energy as a triple split so he's able to communicate and and express his emotions and think in a more clear way whereas most people are like oh how are you going to go out to dinner and have this like deep ass conversation and I'm like i have to because i'm married to a triple split and he can't express his emotions when it's just me and him in the bedroom but when we're out on the beach he's all about talking about how he feels and like what's coming up and not to like totally call him out on that, but it's just like, that's a, just another piece, right? Of your design that plays into it. So it's like, not just your type, not just your profile, not just your centers. You also have your gates and the variables. And then you have a right, like the the definition and the channels. It's just, there's so much.
0: Yeah. And there's honestly... I honestly trust to when we learn what we learn is when we're meant to learn it. Right. Yeah. So there's so much to learn. And yeah, you can like quit your job and go into this 40 hours a week and just consume <laughs> everything. But like it's through these moments and these experiences where you start to notice these patterns. And I think I can definitely say that it's funny because so my boyfriend, obviously he's a projector and your husband is a generator so it's like you see the contrast and me like understanding okay he has he has his head in Ajna defined. like if we're going to start talking about something and I'm going to show up with my open Ajna and be like hey what if you saw this or believed this and there's resistance like I know it's because it's going to take him a while to shift how he processes information because he has a consistent way of processing information like I mm-hmm. think human design like totally transforms relationships and I bet we could literally record a whole other episode on that as well, and I think totally. we will because I'm like I can like feel this like rabbit hole coming up, but I don't want to dive in right now. So <laughs> the listeners will have to come back and catch that episode when we do it because that'll be such a game changer.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Sorry, I called him your husband before. Not trying oh, to. That's fine. It You're that. <laughs>
0: manifesting, it's fine. Yeah, We're manifesting. there I manifested
1: it for you. But no, I I agree. We could definitely go in the rabbit hole when my husband and I are together. We have a seven two like. Uh, center so our head our crown and our ajna are the two undefined so let me tell you that like him and i can get into some heated debates on things that don't even exist (laughs) (laughs) we are like the king and queen of what if this happened or what if that happened and just like having these huge conversations around concepts and ideas that aren't even close to reality But it's just, I think it's challenging, but beautiful because we uh, help each other see the world in such different ways. Cause he like goes out, right. And he has his experiences that change his, his ideas and his conceptualization. I have my own experiences that change the way I understand and conceptualize and the ideas I have. And then we come together and then we say stuff and we're just like, oh my God, it's like, even today we went and got lunch. And I brought up something like health related and he goes, wow, that's so funny. I was just listening to a podcast and they were talking about that. And then we like started having this like conversation about like the pharmaceutical world and like all these conversations about the future. And it's just like so fun, but it can be challenging, right? When, when we're butting heads, like when he's seeing something and I'm seeing it the other way, but
0: yeah, we can talk about that a whole nother day. Oh my God. Yeah, Totally. Oh my goodness. Well, I really loved our conversation today. I think it was so wholesome and I'm really excited to continue this conversation on a new realm. What happens with open throats is you just want to keep talking. Especially when we like see each other and be sure the wisdom it can just go on forever. So before <gasps> before I wrap things up, I always ask this to the people that I interview intuitively, what is a piece of wisdom or a wisdom nugget that you want to drop for our listeners before we wrap things up together.
1: I would say the thing that's really been on my mind lately and that's coming to me right now is this idea around purpose. So even in the gene keys, we talked about like my purpose before. And if you're into that, it's a determin, even like the incarnation cross in human design is supposed to help you like find your purpose. Um and something that has really come to me is that your purpose is not Something you do. Your purpose is not something you need to find. I feel like that's a very big thing. I want to find my purpose. I truly believe that your purpose is any moment that you are just having fun and you are just fully being yourself. And in those moments, that's when you're living out your purpose because when you are just being who you are authentically and you're having a fun life and you're leading with an open heart, like that's going to have such an impact on the world around you and you don't even have to do anything so let's all reframe this idea that your purpose is something you find and something you do and just be yourself be your most authentic self and lead with an open heart and then that is your purpose
0: yes oh my gosh that was such a beautiful message and that's such a great reminder too you know you don't we do that we're like oh I need to go find my purpose and we go out and we're like looking Yep. But like your purpose is not something that you can like hold in your hands. Like you might have tangible evidence of like, okay, my per my purpose is to make an impact with people. Like, okay, I have a website. I have an Instagram following. I have these many podcast episodes, like these many listeners, like you have evidence, but it actually started from within.
1: Yep. hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Actually, you know what, before I close our conversation today, the last thing I want to talk to the listeners about, cause this is how Michelle and I met was through gifts of Gaia and Gifts of Gaia is hosted by Randy Lee and Lucy Lynch. And they are incredible women. So this is like a complete plug. They have no idea that we're sharing this with you at all. But we, Gifts of Gaia is this sacred community where we come together every week and we contemplate the gene key that is in transit with the earth, hence the name Gifts of Gaia. And these calls are so incredible. And it's a monthly membership. And so I'm going to include the link in the show notes as well, because we want to invite you to come and join us there. Because these are the kinds of conversations that we have, like, it's such a sacred space to connect with one another and just be able to relate to one another and just contemplate the gene keys and really look at like, how this is showing up in our life. And that really ties into this beautiful nugget that Michelle just shared about your purpose and who you're being right so I don't know Michelle if you want to share a couple words about your experience with gifts of Gaia I've been in it since October 2021 when we started I'm like the an OG and I think you are as well and we're like in yeah. February now and I don't think we're going to leave anytime soon but I would love to hear your experience and then of course I'll include that in the show notes yeah oh it's
1: insane the amount of value you get from gifts of Gaia for what you pay like First off, that is just they, Lucy and Randy go above and beyond in this container to help you feel supported and to share their wisdom and to share their knowledge that it like has brought, I feel like (laughs) Randy is always gets emotional, but I blame myself because I'm an emotional authority and I'm bringing that emotional energy in. And I feel like I just get, I get so much out of every single session and yeah, I I have been there from the beginning and I will be there until they decide not to do it anymore. But it's such a different energy from trying to read the Gene Keys and reflect on these things yourself versus having a community, like people like Kayla and Randy and Lucy, like just even hearing other people in the way that they understand these gene keys, it, it, it opens up new things within you. Like even like a conversation I had a couple weeks ago in one of the breakout rooms in gifts of Gaia way that I saw my emotional wave and she didn't even talk about it. She was just like, Oh yeah, I don't really have the high highs or the low lows of an emotional wave. And that sentence literally like triggered something in me. And I was like, Oh my God, like I understand my wave in like a totally different way. So it's just, you never know what you're what like what kind of breakthroughs you're going to have but it's great having a community of people who are also doing the work that you can have these combos
0: with totally totally oh my gosh so definitely come and check this out come and join us we're going to be in there this is like how michelle and i connected we've had plenty of conversations in the breakout rooms like in these calls every week and it's just yeah it's such a nurturing soul filled, like integral and authentic space. You know, you can just come there, be vulnerable, be held, be supported. And just the wisdom that comes through every week is like so profound. So definitely come and check that out. But before I end our conversation today, Michelle, I would love if you can share with our audience where they can connect with you on social media and all the fun things you have coming up.
1: Yeah. So I would absolutely love to see you on Instagram. That's usually where I hang out. My handle is at your human design coach. Um, and I, I do readings and I have like all different types of offers and ways that we can, can work together free to, to paid. Um, and I also love to hang out on TikTok. Um, my handle is like MT Smith with an extra H on it. Um, could probably just put it in the in the notes but yeah those are the two places I hang
0: out the most for sure that's awesome and I'm gonna like plug this in there you're gonna be releasing a podcast channel soon right
1: yes yes so at the end of February so two twenty two twenty two, depending on when this comes out um me and one of my best friends, Rachel, who is another, she's a 6'2 projector. We are releasing a podcast, it's going to be called The Projector Power Hour, where we talk about uh, human design, we talk about astrology, and she's the astrology queen, and I'm the HD nerd, and together we'll be creating a space that's funny, lighthearted, and educational so that you can learn about all things spiritual and embody it and just change your life.
0: That's so cool! I love the name of the podcast. You didn't tell me that before. So, Projector Power Hour. That's so catchy.
1: Yes, isn't it great? Yes, and it's perfect because she has a she is a splenic uh, projector, but she has her crown, her I believe, our, her crown is open, but she has her ajna on her throat and her spleen and her root defined. So we have that throat energy that I can play off of. So it's a it's a beautiful mix
0: that's awesome oh my gosh that's so good and I'll definitely (laughs) include that in the show notes you may have to come back and find the link or you can obviously just search it on Spotify or Apple if I don't have it in there in case I drop this before you launch your podcast but I'll definitely make sure that's available so I want to thank you for coming on today and I really loved our conversation so much
1: oh my gosh thank you so much for having me this was great I feel like I could talk
0: to you forever oh my gosh right that open throat let me tell you (laughs) so i want to thank our listeners today for tuning in definitely check out all the goodies in the show notes and of course if you can please subscribe you can leave a quick review just by hitting five stars on apple spotify wherever you're listening and i would deeply appreciate that and of course if you share this episode on social media definitely tag us so that we can be excited with you because it's always awesome to know when we're making an impact so thank you so much for listening and we'll chat with you in another episode